All right, everybody, welcome to the Swap Moto Podcast presented by OGO Power Sports. Uh, I've got Jason Lawrence on the line, and uh, you're going for a, a sprint enduro race this weekend. Tell what is a sprint enduro, dude? Like, oh, dude, the sprint enduro—it's it's a badass type of racing. It's like uh, you race for like seven or eight minutes at a time on two separate tracks for. 12 different times over two days and you add all your what would be lap times or test times as they call them uh-huh. you add them all together and that's how you get your result wow okay and what's the uh what is it the section like is it a motocross track or is it like woods or combination um, it's, it's like you ride on two separate tracks and one of them's a moto test and one of them is an enduro test and the moto one at the track I raced was like in a sand pit, man. It was awesome. It was kind of like something like New Jersey, like where I grew up riding. And the woods one, the enduro section was, it wasn't really tight, but I mean, I consider this kind of racing to be like ideal for like a transition mm-hmm. or like someone that, you know, like came strictly from moto that thinks they want to race like GNCC or something like that. Well, the three hour aspect is pretty gnarly, dude. I mean, I did the two hour one at Ironman and it was ridiculous. So this right here is like kind of like tailor made for a guy like me. It's cool. I thought I'd do awesome at it. So the, the GNCC you did earlier in the year, that kind of wet your appetite for this off-road style competition. And then uh, you did one of these a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did. How did that go? I did the first round. Um, well the first round was my first experience with it but i signed up for the wrong class for sure i signed up for like the big dogs class and i got smoked (laughs) (laughs) but i'm telling my buddies i'm like dude yeah all things considering you know like to go there not pass anybody be like the slowest dude in my class by a mile i had a blast so i can't imagine how it's going to be now that i'm going to be like uh in the mix and able to be like competing because it's cool because right when you come off the track i mean like right there the start and the finish for both tracks are right at sign up and like everyone like chills up there before you take off for your test it's so laid back but it's cool because right when you come off you look at your time and you can see like where you are mm-hmm. and i i missed that whole aspect because like i was nowhere in the running with my class so i imagine it'll be so much cooler to come off and be like oh where am i at <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um so you signed up for like the the pro class, I'm sure. Uh, dude, yeah, dude. What's uh, well, what's the class that's more appropriate for your level of experience? Um, well, you see, I was kind of trying to figure it out, and I like put my I looked at my time from the first race, and mm-hmm. I would have been like, I don't know, I would have been like competitive in the open A class. Mm-hmm. So there, there's the pro one and the pro two. Yeah, And then you don't want to mess with those classes or the pro women. For real, those three are like, yeah, those will <laughs> all beat you. And then there's a Pro-Am, which is a class that I was thinking maybe I could race that. And then there's 25 plus A is the only other one. So I didn't want to go all the way down to the bottom of my potential classes, but it's possible that I'll have to take one more step down for the next race. Who knows, dude? <laughs> I mean, I, I got royally beat. I'm talking like, like 40 seconds on every time not even just the woods time they're beating me on the moto time oh ridiculous oh yeah these guys are so much better than you think because like i don't know i guess like you see them racing gncc and yeah they're however fast you see but that's because that dude's racing for three hours imagine how fast he can actually go 
Yeah, that's a, that's the GNCC pace, right? Saving the energy. Yeah, exactly. This is like a hot lap pace. I mean, <laughs> they're not joking by hot lap. Like, yeah, dude, it's pretty gnarly. Even in the woods, like for me, like I crashed in the woods one time. I don't know if these guys are are like riding to the limit where they're even like near crashing or what. You know, I could imagine. Think if you're at like a local SoCal track and they said, "Hey, we're going to give you 12 one lap tries." and add them all together for your time, you're not going to push it to where you're going to fall, yeah. you know, because that's going to be too risky. So it's cool because like, you got to find that balance. Sure. It's something you get, you know, get good at, but there's a little bit of strategy involved. Yeah, there is. The only problem is I don't know what it is. <laughs> They're probably laughing right now. They're like, no, you got to pin it. <laughs> <laughs> so where is this one this weekend then? This one's um, in South Carolina. Oh, okay. And you're in Florida. The last one was in Georgia, but uh, I'm not sure if it's the same place, but I know they're having the first GNCC in South Carolina coming up too. Mm -hmm. So you're you're loading up the truck and driving out. Yeah, dude. I'm going with my little brother and my buddy, Johnny, but I haven't been racing with my brother since 2011. Oh, that's tight. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, But tell you the truth, I haven't been really racing anywhere since 2011. (laughs) <laughs> couple yeah. races. All right. So the thing everyone's going to want to know, including myself, is like the last time we got on the phone, you were going to do the Arena Cross series. And then I talked to you a couple times on Instagram, and you're out uh, training with the Phoenix Honda guys. So yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the demise of that? Uh, um, I don't know. I just think maybe the, they had uh, other things come in that were more important. Maybe like if Dylan hadn't came to that team and they weren't already so set with KP to probably do great in the arena cross series, there would be more uh, tolerance to put up with how I was, but the way it was, <laughs> there was no tolerance really. And uh, we just really didn't mesh, but it's a shame because that was a great bike killer place. And uh, I don't know. I felt like I really felt like there was everything that I needed to you know like get back to whatever level i thought i would yeah quick you know like real quick and i kind of thought i was doing that i just think uh heath and i like were on a disconnect or whatever i think we're kind of i don't know like two racers and it makes it a little different you know i was just used to having like dang as my team manager like he didn't he didn't really uh know like much about like the riding side as much as he managed the team whereas when Heath Keith knows exactly how much effort he puts into training or whatever he did with his racing or does. And then he sees me doing way, way less than that. So he's probably thinking, man, this dude doesn't, doesn't care at all. But it came down to, yeah, I guess he, me and him kind of didn't work. I don't know. Maybe if he wasn't at that team in a couple of years, I'll ride for him. That'd be great. <laughs> there was uh one day when uh, you texted me and then you also post on Instagram. It was like, Today, I realized I still got it. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it was kind of like right around that time. I kind of thought like, yeah, it might not be in Heath Harrison's best interest to supply Jason Lawrence with a badass 450 that he wants to race at Loretta's in the plus 30 class. You know, like, isn't that his class? So, (laughs) I don't know, conflict of interest. But now I got a different bike from HBI Auto hooked me up. So, I might take the Kawasaki and knock him down at Loretta's. (laughs) So... Uh, how did you get hooked up with this uh, Cowie? HBI Auto, you said? 
Yeah, like we know there's the tax guy who helps um, Master Pool and Riddle, mm-hmm. the HDE guy. It's like really, really confusing, it seems like, but this guy has nothing to do with it, but they look very similar, like same logos and everything. But my guy's in North Carolina and sells Porsches, HBIauto.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, he hooked me up because he's just friends with my buddy Jed who was uh, at the track 421 where I was staying and riding. Mm-hmm. And I had like that place arranged to stay at instead for my next trip up to Phoenix because I really wasn't working out like bunking at the at the spot, I thought. You know, like because I was bunking at the Phoenix Racing Shop and mm-hmm. living in there when I was there. So I figured, like, you know, like, a little more space will be better this time. So I was going to stay with my buddy Jed. Well, it turns out I drove all the way up there on, like, some false false pretenses i guess you would say or i was led to believe that i was supposed to go back up there and i was good and then no i wasn't so um i ended up just sitting up there with no bike for a couple days and then his buddy was at the track and we talked about it he told me he could help me out and give me money to buy a bike and i did so you got a kx450 yeah i did i bought it off josh the cop the cop josh (laughs) i think was his name so i felt safe about it Mm-hmm. And it's a great bike. I liked it. You told me buy one that Ross could do the suspension on. So I figured any kind of bike that would do. Ross could do the suspension on any, but Cowie would be great. Yeah. Did you send it to him yet? No, nah, I've been too busy riding it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I, okay. I was at Anaheim too. And then also at San Diego, I talked to Stank Dog, right? But you guys yeah. are, are sponsored by this Mr. Nice Cream thing. Yeah, yeah, we are. How did you get hooked up with that? Did he, he approach you? And that, so, like, I'm like super intrigued by it, right? And I'm like, yeah. Stank, what is this? And he's always just some dude in LA that sells ice cream, but he's also a musician. And he's also an artist. And I'm like, yeah. All right. So I, I Google it and I find the website and everything. But is it legit just an ice cream place or is it like a dispensary or something? I really, um, to tell you the truth, I don't know what the fuck it is, but <laughs> it's a uh, it's a guy who from my shoes. It's a guy who was in my DMs and said he wanted to contribute to me any way he could, mm-hmm. and he sent me a bunch of his product. And he said, "Dude, you can do whatever you want with it. Like, you know, if you could sell, if you wanted to sell some of the product to pay for some of the races, that's cool. I'll help you any way I can." Mm-hmm. And he sent me all this stuff before day in the dirt, and it was like. Dude, it was really nice, really, really nice stuff. And I was like, damn. So I gave some of it out, and he was hyped. Like, Robbie Madison was there. He posted some pictures wearing it. So he was hyped on me, and he said he wanted to, like, keep helping mm-hmm. the way he could. And he just been giving me clothes and stuff. But recently, he came out with wanting to do gear. Yeah. And they, they did a set of gear with Canvas, and they actually sent me two sets. I'm probably going to wear it at the sprint enduro is uh it's pretty badass stuff dude so i guess he's gonna make gear i don't really know if his plans like are to make it to sell it or to just make it for us because uh i don't know we didn't really have like gear sponsors or something sounds like the deal yeah and then uh on his website i clicked the art tab and there's like a painting of you stuffing him have you seen that (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, he does draw all those. That's right. Yeah, that stuff's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know he hooked me up with, like, some tickets for uh, a Pentatonix, like, Christmas concert for my grandpa and my mom and 
he uh, goes on like tour with Drake. So I'm not sure, but all that really doesn't matter. They make a bunch of like real cool clothes, high quality stuff and like fanny packs and weird stuff. It's cool. I dig them. Plus it's such a good vibe, you know, like it's just a big smiley face. Yeah. Can't hate it. Totally. Well, you know, that's pretty cool, dude, that like this guy, he's obviously a moto fan, right? And he probably was your fan back when you were racing and dig your whole yeah, your yeah, whole approach sure. to things. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stank Dog and myself, we've had like a, a few people like hit us up back and forth. And like if someone hooks up Stank, they want to hook me up. And like if someone hooks me up, they want to like get at Stank. So like I'll just put them in touch. And like we've had like weed sponsors and whatever together. But it's cool just because uh, I don't know. You don't really see that. <laughs> like i don't know like monsters not hitting up these top guys and they're not like hey bro let me tell you about my buddy here's his phone number give him some money too you know like <laughs> nah, not like that yeah anyone else helping you out oh, wait, aren't you doing like uh is it fist gloves oh yeah fist fist does the gloves and the socks i love those dudes yeah they hook me up but um yeah uh, like Gypsy Tales helps me out too. He's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just like some people hook me up big, like the Dogger. Dogger's been like a lifetime sponsor. I got um, the Maxima Oil and the filters and stuff. So when you're like paying for your own parts, dude, you really, you really love the Dogger because he sends you like a whole kit and you're just good. Mm-hmm. And even like I got the Cowie, not really because of Babbitts, but since i got the cowie the dudes at babbitt's like they helped me out they have an app too where you order the parts so like you just hook me up with uh like a discount on parts which is badass dude helps me out a lot mm-hmm. and like works connection couple people oh dunlop dunlop jeff cernix and uh brock glover they got me new tires for the sprint enduro and boy was i stoked <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> I crack up on your Instagram, dude, because you're like the perfect like, uh, well, spokesperson hey, you, now. <laughs> you know who my you know who my one sponsor is, well my contributor is, is my buddy Mickey. You know about Mickey Mace, the the gambler? They call him Mickey the Gambler. No. But he's uh he's on Gypsy Tales, dude. He's a kid who we grew up with in like District Six. Like I rode with him from Cobras to you know, for years, like going to Loretta's and stuff. Cause when we would travel, like we would like kind of group travel, you know, there's only like six dudes from the area. We're going to be going to those like far away races and not all of them had motorhomes. So we would go like six or seven of the families, probably in like three rigs. And he was always one of them with like Millsaps and me, like in that generation. And he was on Gypsy Tales and he just hit it big, like, uh, with the casinos. It's actually crazy, bro. Definitely worth a look, looking up Mickey Mace. Mm-hmm. But uh, he helped me out, too. Like, when I post about needing uh, support for a race, like, he always hooked me up. So it's a pretty crazy sponsor, a little low-key, but definitely check him out. You'll be blown away. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, I was, uh, well, you know, like, out here in California and stuff, uh, weed's legal right like you can go buy it and everything yeah do you think if if it was like that when you're racing your career would have been a little different um i don't know i think about it and i think like dude all the things that i went well wait am i about to 
I'm not gonna bite my tongue right here. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, dude. There was a lot of stress brought into my situation over wondering if I was gonna be getting in trouble for having uh, THC in my urine. Yeah. That I imagine if that was gone, it probably would have been a little more enjoyable or a little more. I don't know, even successful or not. But that was a weird question. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough question. Oh, man. What do you think about your career when you look back at it now? Like, if, uh, you, if you could change one thing, what would you have done to uh, yeah, I would ride the 2009 Yamaha in 2010 when I got out of jail. That's the one thing I would change. Why is that? Bike was better? Well, it was personally i hated the 2010 yamaha uh-huh. everybody did except for weston pike and then everybody was good or like at least like josh grant and myself like two examples were much better well me more so but we were way better on the older bike especially that first year when they were trying to develop it like buffa wasn't even great on that bike that year yeah wait and so then, wait maybe i got it wrong so was 2010 the first backwards engine or was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's crazy is I was talking to Bubba about it years later and he's like, dude, I didn't even realize that thing had a backwards engine. Yeah. I just heard that recently that you said that. Yeah. I thought you were talking to Josh Grant on your podcast. Yeah. You guys said that. Maybe, but yeah. Remember how crazy JGR made it like all skinny (laughs) and. Well, on that, on that same podcast with JG, he says that he begged Koi to let him ride the 09 but obviously they can't because they had support right well i was the guy that was the year i started my own team so i already had all the 09 bikes and stuff we spent however much money buying 10 450s right off the bat as a huge expense Mm -hmm. and to get those new bikes whereas i was the only guy without yamaha support who could have rode the 09 yeah. I was way more comfortable on the 09, dude. That would have been the smartest thing I could have done right then. Because, I mean, to tell you the truth, it was like, I know I didn't ride all off season, but once I got out of jail, I just never had the groove on that bike. Mm-hmm. And, like, I watched videos, and, like, we did those videos with the T.I. song when I was riding a 450 before Daytona, mm-hmm. and it was sick. It's like one of my favorite videos that I can watch of myself. And then you can't find one in 2010. That's not like cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, remember the uh, Washougal National? Yeah, you know, on the 09? Yeah, right before you went in, you got third. Uh, it was the funniest thing because I was right there on the podium. You know, because I think you got third in the second moto. Yeah, it went 10 3. And they told you, you got third or four on your all. What the fuck? What the fuck? That was crazy, right? <laughs> and, then, and I was laughing because, like, yeah, you, you get on the podium on a 450 National, and I remember I just saw your trophy wedged in the frame of the oh, bike. Yeah. You just yeah, left the trophy for Toshi. <laughs> yeah, dude, Toshi was awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. <clears throat> I like to give people my trophies. Like, I gave, like, Corey the Glen Helen trophy because, Corey, it was a guitar. Yeah, Corey digs guitars. Yeah, and then I probably gave Toshi like the worst one possible to get home, but whatever. <laughs> Big giant, like a fifty-five pound log, taking it back <laughs> to Japan. Yeah, I saw him in in Japan, and like, uh, 
August because I went to go watch Trey race that electric Honda. And yeah. I was like, hey, Toshi, have you talked to, have you heard from J-Law? And he's like, no, tell him I said hello. <laughs> <laughs> he's so awesome. But yeah, he that moved back to Japan. Awesome. Really? He was working for Factory Honda for a while, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was Ashley Filex mechanic on Factory Honda. Dude, that guy is so smart. Yeah, <laughs> he's so smart. I remember I had a, uh, I had like a fucking nineteen eighty one KTM four twenty that I borrowed from my buddy to race the vintage class at Dan the Dirt, and that was <clears throat> that was actually around the time that you had the shop at Bill's Pipes, and yeah. I remember I was like Toshi, can you help me work on this thing? And he dialed it, dude. It was like the goofiest old bike, but it started first kick after he worked on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, they're, they're like whiz kids, but the dirt bikes, it's insane. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another uh, real general question. What's your best memory of uh, when you're racing? Um, in 2006 at Seattle, uh, I got my first podium. And my buddy had, like, gone up there with me, McGriddle. Like, he flew up there, which was definitely the first time that he flew to a race with me. But he'd been to mad races because uh, he, like, lived in SoCal. Mm -hmm. Or I should say he'd been to a few races with me. Yeah. But then we flew up to that one. It was cool. And, like, we kind of, like, partied it out and were, like, thinking we were rock stars. And then it poured, and I ended up getting on the podium and, like, we were like tackled each other in the mud. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, my driver, Eddie was there. We got like an epic photo and uh, that was pretty cool. It was like my first podium. So things were pretty crazy. I was loving it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I actually said fuck on the podium. Remember I got fined. <laughs> yeah. That's how excited I was. Oh man. Yeah. That sucked. Uh, yeah, that was <clears throat> so uh, one industry is just, like relaunch right it, uh it, it's been the rights has been purchased and the company relaunched the brand and it's cool that it's back and uh it's funny i was asking kalana humphreys like because he's one of the first two riders i was like hey do you have any like favorite one kits or memories from the past like i know you're a young kid but what have you seen he's all j-law when he's number one he had that ampm team like that that was a pretty sick look. I think that might have been the best look you had, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that might have been, like, the best look anybody had, in my opinion. <laughs> Remember the ad? <laughs> Remember the ad cool. that had, like, you standing there, and everybody's, like, they shot everyone separately, and they put it together, so, like, everyone was, like, looking at you? Yeah, yeah, that wasn't me. <clears throat> that, was... that, wasn't, that wasn't me. That wasn't really me. I mean. Oh, it wasn't really you in the gear? No. Ah. Uh. What? I think that was, I, th I thought that was like the point, I don't know, I kind of thought that was the point that like the media people couldn't get in touch with me at that point, so that was the only ad they could come up with, because I wouldn't go to the photo shoot, you should ask them, that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> so, I thought that was cool though. So, back then, shoot. when they launched the gear, right, they have they have Dungey, and then they signed you, and Dungey was so mad, he like, quit one. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> what was that like yeah, that was a different deal um i don't know that was that like turned out to look different than it really was i think that looked like i was trying to get on one because he was on one but 
No, no, no. I see how it did, though. I mean, it could be taken like that, but I had a Fox deal lined up that was not that good, Mm -hmm. but I really wanted to ride Fox, but that was at the time that I was, like, able to be negotiating my best, you know, like, for bigger money, but I went with the Fox deal because I really was set on wearing Fox gear, and it was for way less money than we were, Scott was saying I could get from one, but... I was doing the Fox thing all the way up to the last minute, then finally changed my mind just straight out of money at the time. And I think that one industry thought they were going to have both of us and it was going to be like epic for them. And all in a matter of a couple of days, it went from uh, that to Dundee literally like flopped over to get my, I think virtually exact same deal. Mm-hmm. And, um, then yeah then i think that's another thing that went into that photo i think that's when they needed to do the photo shoot and i i didn't do it or something like that one week right before anaheim won so that's why they got that photo but <laughs> yeah dundee ended up changing his thing and i don't know it wasn't really anything personal i don't think it was on his either i think that maybe the fox deal was something that he would have rather done anyway and he wasn't really worried about the money or maybe one industries wasn't even paying him that much money mm-hmm. but either way i could see why he would have wanted to do the fox thing at the time yeah because i thought the perception like was cool thing. like they were saying like hey we'll give you x amount of money and then that same amount of money towards your program so they would like buy you like uh you know like trainer this and that like all things that were just going to contribute to your program so it was pretty cool yeah but on the other hand the other company was one to just pay you cash so it was like dang at the end of the day you kind of took that or i did yeah um <laughs> there's so much shit i want to ask you but i know the point the point of this was uh, talking about Sprint Enduro this weekend. So hey, you guys could still sign up for the Sprint Enduro, though. It's, today's the last day to pre-sign up, pre-enter. It? But, yeah, you, you can still go there and sign up. But I think they capped the entries. I'm not sure. So you're going on a KX450 with Dunlop tires, and you're going to mm-hmm. wear your Mr. Nice Cream gear. What yeah, what, what what helmet are you wearing? And, did dude, that's what I want to know. You've had some epic mm. epic paint jobs through the years do you have any of your helmets still um or are they all yeah, Hollywood I, have a few of them. I have a few of them i had a bunch of them that um were allegedly stolen i guess from scott's or were stolen from scott's in mm-hmm. california like a couple of the most badass ones like in 09 like the god save the ama and yeah. like anarchy in the ama there was like the jailbird one there's a bunch of sick ones but that's all like Scott and Alex Paul at AP Designs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it still does like Danger Boys stuff. Yeah. All the monster stuff. Sick. So what are you wearing now? Uh, I got Alpine Star gear that I wear, but uh, it's kind of getting a little ratty. So I was going to buy some gear and I'm thinking like, dude, what kind of gear do I want to buy? You know, like, well, if I could get any gear, what would I get? And I bought the seven gear and it's pretty sick, dude, but it was probably going to be my dig. But then the Mr. Nice Cream came through with the gear mm-hmm. and I didn't really know if Mr. Nice Cream was serious about the gear, honestly, until I saw a stank in it. And then I was like, oh, dang. And I told him and it, it didn't get here until a couple of days after the sprint. 
Yeah. So I wore the Alpine Stars, but I mean, I like the Alpine Stars. I like the seven. Really doesn't matter to me, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stank said that I'll he's making a lot of live gear. <laughs> well, check your mailbox probably today or tomorrow, dude. We'll hey, what do you think about a speed suit? <laughs> <laughs> it, if you had to like take a dump in the, one of your transfers on the uh, Enduro, you might have a trouble with that. Yeah, I know. That's what's cool about the Sprint Enduro, dude. Is so like you do your race and then you come off and you have like an hour or like forty minutes to <laughs> chill, and it's only like eight minutes long. So I mean, dang, like that's not much longer than when you see the two lap card at a pro national, you know? Yeah, yeah, that might be the perfect type of racing for you at this point. Dude, every it's, it's the perfect type of racing for like Hanny, you know? Like I know we're saying enduro here but it's like if you check out some of the videos like on the youtube or something when you're in the woods it's it has ribbon that marks the whole track which is way different than say like when you're at a gncc they have an arrow and then you have like however many feet on each side of it you see how rookie i am at the off-road i don't even know like the main rule but it's like 15 feet to each side of the arrow or something Uh and um that makes it so like the lines they like develop and there's little like not cheater lines but that there becomes more lines and you have to like learn and see those to be good well this isn't like this doesn't really happen at this because they mark out the course with a ribbon so you're like restricted into there and there's no like gray area so that's really like a benefit for me i think because that's like a huge thing that would take a long time to like pick up that ability to be good at that Mm -hmm. so it makes it like an easier transition i think and i mean i think it'll be good for like anybody yeah especially the time of the year that it is dude if you're up north you don't want to come south right now and get out of the cold hell yeah i'm coming from florida and driving north to the cold so (laughs) i don't know Check it out. Do you got uh, hand guards or like them bark buster things? <clears throat> um, you don't have to use the bark busters. Like there wasn't, there was like no trees that you would even hit. Like it's not like where you got to like run down like these little pine trees or something that are like in the middle of the trail. Like you would have to like hit the tree that marked the course to kind of really hit a tree like i didn't hit one the whole time i didn't have hand guards or bark busters but i was advised to use hand guards was the typical setup yeah so i'll probably use some hand guards but nice how about a back canteen Nah, there's no need it's short it's cool it's like only like a couple lap moto you know same thing as like a three lap at paris or something (laughs) (laughs) oh shit Right on. And plus, it's not high intensity too. You know, like you're not you're not really like pushing it. Uh, at least I wasn't. Maybe that was part of the problem. Yeah. I was like sitting on the line right before the race started, and uh, I pulled up next to Cody Barnes. He's like the he rides at XC2 for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what I was saying to him, but I was like just chilling, and I was like all laid back and then we're about to start and he looked at me and he's like dude i'm so nervous <laughs> and i was i was like oh damn i was like man i'm not nervous at all i was thinking and i was like wow oh, that's not good <laughs> you know like, i'm not even nervous i was like dang oh so i took off but i don't know it was great 
Yeah. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to getting a race report from you on Monday, hearing how it goes, or seeing hey. seeing some sign yeah, of post. I know. Well, I'm glad we didn't really get into the specifics about how I did it the first round, but just now I'm coming to <laughs> I'm coming to the second round. Technically, I should sit eighth place in the pro one points standings right now. Yeah. I should, yeah. What was there? But, was there eight guys? Yeah, there was eight. <laughs> None of those guys crashed out the whole time. Maybe they crashed and got up before I got there, dude. Who knows? Hmm. But I never passed one of them. I was expecting to at least like come up from a mechanical failure from somebody or like I don't know. Well. Good luck this weekend, Jason. All right, buddy. I appreciate you, Don. Sorry about the Instagram live. Didn't yeah, dude. We, I think you know what it is. I think we're too old to figure that shit out. Yeah, that's what it was. Our our uh, the sum of our age is over like eighty. So yeah, we're done. Yeah, done. So uh, all right, dude. We'll have a good time out there, and uh, yeah, check your mailbox, dude. I sent you some uh, support. Hey, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Everyone, thanks for listening and uh, good luck, Jason Lawrence, at the uh, round two of the Sprint Enduro. Yeah.